0: Hello, writers. And today I'm interviewing Ashley Wellman. And Ashley is the author of my friend Fresno Children's Book Series. So we're going to talk all about that. And for those who are watching the video, you can see her book right behind her.
1: (laughs) And so please tell us a little bit about you. Hi, guys. I'm Ashley Wellman. Thank you so much, first of all, for having me on the podcast. I'm super excited because I am new to the world of. Uh, creative writing and publishing. And so it's been an adventure, one full of like emotional and physical, um, really growth as a human being. Um, I am actually a trained criminologist. So I have my PhD in criminology law and society from the University of Florida. And I have been incredibly fortunate to serve as a professor and a scholar for the last um, 11, 12 years, working alongside families who have experienced homicide, and survivors of sexual assault. And so a lot of the work that I do is that of a teacher and an advocate. And it's been fascinating how that career has influenced my personal life. And then the second phase, my new chapter of being a children's book author. So that's the theme that you talked about that you're talking about in your books? Well, not, not quite. I'm not that, I'm not that <laughs> gruesome and macabre. Um, I'm also a mommy to a six-year-old. And so um, I, I suffered the tra- a tragic sudden loss of my husband in 2018. Uh, my daughter and I witnessed his death due to a pulmonary embolism in our home. And it was beyond bizarre that I had studied grief and trauma right? That that had been what I had done as part of my career. And so in the months following his death, I really sought to find purpose and to find a way to heal through that trauma. And for us, a friend had seen a picture of my daughter dancing with this posable skeleton, Fresno, and that's who the book is about. But it's about the friendship between my daughter and this, this being that should be really scary. And I started to see so many similar messages, right, of things that I needed to hear in that moment and things I wanted her to know, that even though she was a child who had lost her dad and had been through significant trauma, that she was special and that her differences made her special. And that things that are scary are often just misunderstood. And in 2020, especially here in the US, like what an amazingly important message that different races, different sexuality, different gender identity, um, you know, different religions, that those things aren't scary if you took time to really get to know them. Because at the end of the day, the girl who dances with skeletons, my friend Fresno, is this tribute to Reagan's friendship with the skeleton, but it's this bigger idea that when we stop being scared of people who are different and we embrace them, that we really are better together. And so that's it came out of this love and friendship between my daughter and her opposable skeleton from my office, right? As a criminologist who studies death and murder. But the, the book is totally about the opposite. It's about joy and beauty in things that seem macabre and that they seem you know off-putting to us that if we embrace them, we would be so much better as, as a human society.
0: So that's what inspired you to write that first book. You, you had that message that
1: you wanted to share
0: with kids.
1: I did. I wanted a reason to be joyful. And in our family, the joy, right, in the midst of darkness, there's always some beauty and there's always joy. And so when a friend pointed out, just look at the picture of Reagan dancing with a skeleton, Ashley, there is beauty in the darkness, right? Things that should be nasty and ugly and dirty or scary it's not, it's just joyful and loving and beautiful. And so I started saying like, oh my goodness, I could capture that in a children's book and start this journey of of reaching other children who may have a limb disability, who may have a learning disability, who may um, you know, have a a single family household who might have a divorced parent, those kinds of things. And this would be a type of book that would allow their parents to start the really hard conversations about you are beautifully made just the way you are. And even when we're different, that doesn't have to be something that's bad. That's what makes us, us, how beautiful is that? So that's kind of where- We're all unique in
0: our own way. Anyway, like we're not all the same.
1: Yes. So why not be (laughs) dancing with skeletons? Yes. (laughs) How long did it take you to write that first book? Well, so this was in 2018. I was on bereavement leave and I seriously dove into the writing process. And so for me, I um, actually wrote the book very quickly. It was one of those things that I had this vision. I knew what I wanted to say. And so I remember sitting in the car with my phone and reading it to myself, right? Saying it to myself and getting home and writing it up. So it took about two months. And then the quick, impatient human inside me was like, well then, okay, I'm gonna partner with this brilliant illustrator. He's gonna have it finished for me in a month, you know, and we're gonna be ready to rock and roll. And then I said, well, slow down, right? Slow down. I got partnered with Zachary Thomas Kincaid. He's, uh, if you know, Thomas Kincaid, the painter of light, he is his nephew. And so Zach is just just brilliant, brilliant artist. And I remember him saying to me, I am an artist. I'm not an illustrator. And so like, are you okay with that? And I said, well, of, of course I am right. That's what I want because it's really ends up being an art book with a really magical story. But it took me understanding the process. I didn't know the process. It was new. Did you know
0: him or was it a friend?
1: I did. Yes. So his dad is one of my dearest friends. He's phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And so he said, you know, my son's an artist. Do you want me to ask him? And I said, absolutely. And so Zach, I remember the first time I got a picture of Fresno, he just brought Fresno to life. It really, he gave legs (laughs) to Fresno. And um, so I partnered with him and I started to realize if we're going to do this, let's do it right. And that means it's not quick. This is not a quick process. And so while the story was written quickly, the process of becoming, because for me, Fresno, I self-published and I opened up my own small business to say, I'm really going to be the marketing force behind this. I'm really going to be the person to want to spread the curriculum and those kinds of things. And so it, it ended up, I'm about to have the book in my hand. It's available, you know, it's, for right now it's September, right? It's um, available for pre-order, but I'm gonna have it in hand in October. That's almost two years later, because I was so, it was so important to me that the quality was what I wanted, that the imagery was what we wanted, that Zach was proud of the story, not just the pictures, right? To me, it was very important to have that partnership together. And so it's funny because in the moments where I would be like, hurry up, I wish that I had this already, I actually discovered some of the most magical things about the whole world of Fresno, right? I said, What if I made a plush doll? What if I made puzzles? What if I did this and that? What if I thought about his backstory? What if I write book number two? Right. So in the moments where COVID and artistry (laughs) slowed us down, it actually turned magical. And so you're planning to have another book.
0: Yeah, we actually have
1: series. mm -hmm, We have two written. They're again, that's it's it's a thing where I'm not the traditional writer who follows amazing advice. that says, get up every day and write 15 minutes. Anyone who knows me knows I'm either magical or I'm worthless <laughs> when it comes to writing. I'll jump up and I'll say, you know what, today I feel it. And I'll go write a manuscript and then I'll start reading it to people. And they're like, that's really good. And then I'll go three or four months and not be able to put a thing on paper. Right? Yeah. So I had two or three of those days and I said, okay, I'm going to write, Fresno's first Christmas. So that's a story of merging cultures where Reagan's Christmas and Fresno's Christmas comes together and they're able to celebrate their own cultures with one another and realize they're both really cool. And then uh, Fresno finds his heart, which is a story of Fresno looking inside of him and realizing, "Uh uh-oh, I don't have a heart. Going on this journey to find it, gets distracted along the way and comes home very depressed because he had set out on this path to get a heart had gotten distracted by helping a lot of people along the way. And he really comes to find out that everything he wanted was right inside of him anyway. Um, he just had to learn that himself. And so each of these books, I've made them very general concepts so that it doesn't matter if you're struggling with grief and trauma or a learning disability or being a minority, um, you know, uh, culture-wise or, or religious-wise, right? That we can just start the conversations because it is such a, you know, friendly presentation of it that we can start these tougher conversations with our kids super young and have them be something that's joyful and not scary okay so that first book that you that is coming
0: out like soon did you uh print it yourself or did you go with amazon
1: you printed it yourself i'm gonna have ten thousand books in a fedex truck (laughs) coming outside my door in two weeks I'm crazy. So I have actually set up upstairs. I have um, the plush dolls are upstairs. I have the puzzles and I'm going to have all the hard copy books. I decided to go that route. Um, I eventually will likely partner with Amazon as a distributor, right? For especially international customers. I'm learning that that's a nightmare trying to figure out if you can ship to international places because without that Amazon shipping agreement, right? Way too expensive. Um, But for me, I said, this thing that started as a way to heal and thrive or a a way to heal could be a way to thrive if I really wanted to focus it as a business. And so upstairs is my current distribution center, and I'm going to be doing all the work um, by myself um, in hopes of getting a distributor just for big box stores.
0: Okay. And so you really invested in your business and was it hard to find a printer? Like, how did you go about doing that?
1: No, you know, I had a friend who said, have you ever heard of Alibaba, which is the Chinese Amazon? And I had not. And I said, well, I need to know about this. So I jumped on there and I actually reached out to several highly rated, you know, the companies are rated. I reached out to several of them and I said, I would love to know more about your, um, you know, printing services. I actually found a book I wanted the quality of, and I said, I will not budge. It will have this thick of a cover, right? I wanted a three millimeter gray board. I wanted it to have matte thick pages. I wanted to have a dust jacket. I wanted um, the inner printing, right? So I knew exactly what I wanted because I just went, I spent way too much time in the children's bookstore by myself.
0: (laughs) And then you had to learn all those terms because you didn't study in
1: that. Correct. I actually Googled a heck of a lot Yeah. and I just started saying like, okay, what types of pages are there? What types of Um, hardback books are there, you know, and, and how are they, even the spine, oh, hand sewn or machine bound or these kinds of things. And so I started saying, this is what I want. Do you have a sample of a product like this? And can you give me an estimated price? And so I paid for a lot of samples to come in. And then there just happened to be an, an, one of the companies, one, she was lovely and gave me great energy back and forth, I felt comfortable with her. But when I got the products in my hand, there was no doubt, I just said, I'm comfortable with this, this, is, this would make me proud. Yeah. So you decided to go with them? I did, mm-hmm. and so I just told her, you know, this is what I need. And then um, from there, it was a lot of, I needed her coaching me of how do you need this submitted? Again, I wasn't working with an illustrator by, by trade, I was working with an artist. So, you know, we're sitting there together going, what program am I supposed to use to illustrate in? Right. What color am I supposed to be saving this? in? we didn't know there were different color formats and yeah. you know, th- this, this and that. And so I said, Jenny, pretend like I don't know anything. What do I need to know from like, how do I <laughs> save the files? Is it single files? Is it one big document? Uh, what color format, what ratio? Um, we didn't know about bleeds for images and, you know, measures for a dust jacket, it's a lot different than what it actually comes out as. And so it really was a bunch of back and forth. Um, Like I said, I thought it was gonna be a quick process. It wasn't because you would send a complete file. Uh, We always laugh in academia, you know, don't ever say like final copy of anything. Because I remember the last document we sent, and this was not our real final, right, the very last document we sent to say print this 10,000 of these. I wrote, it was, uh, the Girl Who Dances with Skeletons, final, 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 final. It was five finals. Because I remember in a 36-hour period, I was like, Zach, nope, fix this. Zach, fix this. She said she can't print it. Fix this. And so he laughed and he would send it back and would say, final, final. Yeah. Final, final, final. And then <laughs> by the fifth final in 36 hours, we said, go with it. You know. And then I remember the anxiety of getting the first proof of what I yeah. thought Right, I was going to get, because she was great, she said, I'm going to send you a sample copy. I want you to make sure it's what it is. And I remember even things like the ink color was so different from the first version I had gotten to the second version, because one was done on a machine and one was done on the big printer. And it wasn't bad. I just saw differences between my first copy and my second copy. So the panic and the upset and like burn it down. I've got to start over. Like what is happening here? There's an initial fear of what, especially when you're investing that much yeah. into a product. I wanted perfection Did and i like the first one better or the second one. Well, okay. Well, when I opened it, my friend who was with me, God bless him, would tell you it was definitely, I liked the first one better, but that wasn't true. I don't do change well, and I'm a OCD type a perfectionist. And so when I opened it and I saw a little bit of a difference, I just went, I'm out. Like, I hate it. It looks horrible. Um, I didn't know at the time that the sample I was getting was not machine bound. I didn't know that the dust jacket was just a printed sample. So it was, there was a seam in it, you know, and I'm going, this is not what I ordered. And I thought, literally, I thought I'm probably getting scammed. Like, what is this? And then I called her God bless her. And she said, Oh no, 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 no. That's not even close to what, like, it's going to be this single thing. It's going to be this quality page. You know, like you already told me all that. All this was, was placement on the paper. Did you like the way it looked? And the next morning when I woke up, I actually liked the colors in the second book better, you know, but it was, it was that initial, I know what I want in my head. I see it. And then I see a second version of it and it's slightly different, right? Cause every printer prints different. Every batch is different. And so it's just learning. It's learning patience, acceptance that as long as it's 99.9% great, yeah. you just have to own that. I'm proud of this.
0: Yes, and I'm sure the second version was actually closer to the colors the artist had decided on.
1: It actually it was, was probably
0: like a bigger press and more quality press.
1: Mm-hmm. I sent
0: it to him because I was like Zach, this looks yeah. Yeah. But, but movement... I get you because like you saw something and then you're not getting it, so you're like, oh no, that's not what it's I saw. Awful. Right, I, that's it... that's all. Like you're just stuck on that and you yes. just.
1: I have Never a good three friends. I remember I called them and I said, like, I had the two pages, you know, on top of each other. And I'm like, Amanda, look at this. Look at her skin tone. And she was like, What am I looking at? And I'm like, Her skin tone. Do you not see that it's darker here? And she was like, I mean, I guess. But, you know, and then she's gone, But look how bright the tree is. And look how bright the grass is. And look how bright her backpack is now, you know? And she's like, I really like it. And you're like, I don't know if I should tell you that I really like it. You know, so then I'm trying to take pictures for Zach of these two things right next to each other. He's like, I don't see the difference. And also, I mean, I guess I like it bolder anyway. Right. And he's the artist. So he said, Ash, you're going to have to trust you and I fell in love with the product that we developed. We have seen it. It's in your hands. We like it. You got to let it go. You know what I mean? He's like, I think you're always, he's like, as an artist, I'll tell you, you were always going to say, what if, or should I do this? Right. And find the quirks in your work. But he's like, there's not a single thing that you and I haven't said we're proud of in that book. So just embrace it and pay. I think it was literally like for me, I'm funding this. So, you know, it's like pushing submit, like this is it. And I'm about to have a warehouse full in my house. So it's just, it's, it's anxiety inducing. Yeah, you don't want to open it and find a typo
0: because like, there's a whole container of it <laughs> like, coming to your house.
1: <laughs> I, my last friend that came over, I showed her a picture of, uh, or I showed her the, I said, this is the proof. This is like, no, it wasn't. It was the real book that I'm getting because um, she rushed an, uh, a book to me. And I said, oh, look at this, Michelle. And she opened it and she said, you know your name's spelled wrong in this, right? And my stomach fell out. And then she goes, oh, I'm totally kidding. It's beautiful. And I went, you've already edited it like three times for me. What are you <laughs>
0: That was mean. That was Very really mean, mean,
1: Michelle. Don't do that. <laughs> but it, it's true. You worry about those kinds of things. Um, yeah. I will tell you one of the, the, I used to work at Barnes and Noble in college. And so th- I had such a nasty vision of what self published meant. It, you know, I, I was, I worked there probably 15 years ago. My God, I'm dating myself. But when we would have self-published authors come in, you know, I was like, Oh my goodness. Cause everyone can self-publish. Right. And now being on this other side, I'm going the, the ownership, the liberty, the creativity, the energy I get to put towards this passion product of mine, how special it is yeah. to get to be able to self-publish. So it's funny how we have these misconceptions about what this world really looks like.
0: Well, for sure. There are some books that people just throw together and no editing and no proofing and whatever. And, but most of us, they, we just put our hearts it and we invest money in it and we pay for editors we pay for illustrators we pay for cover art and we make sure that we are really proud of what we do so i totally get that
1: oh it's phenomenal yeah and then and then then you gotta think traditional publishing there are some books out there that I'm not a real big fan of, you know? So it's like, it's a, it's a mix. There's good in every, like anything else. There's brilliant things in the self published market. There's brilliant things in the traditional market. And for some people they can't invest in their business like that. So traditional publishing is really important or they don't want to invest that energy. So traditional is really important. But for me, I said, this could really be not only a magical world for the little ones who read it, but for me too, as the author. So been a really fun journey.
0: I'd like to know what advice would you give to an aspiring author?
1: Trust yourself and start. So I think one of the things with my personality is that I always want to be good or confident in what I'm doing. So I, I don't do well if it's kind of uncharted water or I don't know what I'm doing or I'm not confident. So it was a big step for me to say, Ash, just start doing it, right? When my friend said, you should write a children's book, I laughed. I'm like, I am a literally the darkest academic, <laughs> right? I'm actually really a joyful person, but as an academic, I study really some of the heaviest stuff that you could, you could look at, um, you know, violent murder and sexual assault and this and that. I'm going to a children's book, right? I'm thinking on this level of maybe a grief book for adults, maybe something of that magnitude, but a children's book. And then I think, I allowed life circumstances to say it was, I had permission to do something new, but that I needed that, right? So starting it and saying, I, if I don't know it, I can learn it and it's never going to be the perfect time. It's never going to be the perfect opportunity. I, if I want it, I'm going to do it. And sometimes I'm going to mess up and sometimes I won't, but I will tell you another thing that I've learned is that rewriting the way we define success and failure, particularly as creatives is really, really important. When I started this, you know, for, it started as a, as a, literally just a a healing mechanism. And then I said, Oh my God, Zach, pick it up. This is getting real. We're really going to do this. And when that change happened, I remember I had a lot of people that love me fearlessly, but said like, Ashley, that's not a real job. Like, what are you doing? And what if it doesn't sell and why are you ordering that much? And why are you doing this and that? And I said, well, one, because I believe in it. Right. And I want to try, And I want to give it the best effort that I can. And what you think is success, the only thing they're basing it on is longevity and a paycheck. I'm basing it on the fact that I made a promise to my spouse when he passed away. I'm gonna give your daughter a magical life. And part of that is I wrote a book with her as a main character. So I already succeeded. I wrote the book. I published the book. It's in your hand, you know? So that's success. And failure doesn't mean something doesn't last long term failure is not trying and that's what I'm giving myself permission about it's not about me- meeting these you know these uh societally imposed definitions of what it means to be successful or not it's just like did you try and if you tried check it off the box you did a really good job and what's your next adventure
0: yeah what I like to think about and you work in and death and all these stuff i like to think about my life being like has a limit i don't know when that limit is but i want to do whatever i feel like doing while i'm alive because there's an end to it yeah so i guess like you're confronted with that like knowing that there's an end and so you want to enjoy your life while you're alive
1: i think i think that was it for me i had a major change i remember one of the most hurtful comments said to me in the grief process was you're not the woman we fell in love with and i bucked that for a very long time and i said well wait why am i fighting that i just went through a significant life change it's okay not to be the same person i'm still a great person but i've grown so much and one of those growth moments is that I can't tell you how many things, Buddy was my husband's name. I cannot tell you how many things Buddy and I said in five years and 10 years, in 15 years, I expected to die beside him at 85 years old, 90 years old. He was 44, I was 34. And my daughter was four when he passed away. And so I think of it from a lot of perspectives. We had so many plans that we didn't do. We were working these jobs that didn't necessarily make us happy and doing it for these future things that we wanted to do that would bring joy and make memories and those kinds of things like just the grind. And then the reality is, is like you said, I could have been the one on August 12th, 2018 that passed away. And I wasn't, I was left here for a reason. And so I'll be darned <laughs> if I continue to say, okay, I'm not worth the risk. I'm not worth trying. I'm not worth fulfilling my heart and being healthy. And part of that health is allowing yourself that creative expression. Just do it. Just do yeah. it and quit. Quit with all of what the world's telling you. They don't know. They don't know. <laughs> Hang out
0: with people like us. Yes. Will help you like go for your dreams.
1: Absolutely.
0: I'd be curious to know how do you promote uh your books? Because it's coming up it's coming out soon and you have a time that you want to sell. So what's your plan for promotion?
1: well i'm doing a couple different things Uh, one coronavirus is not our friend as creatives right the best way to me that i want to sell my book is to be out with people right one of the biggest misconceptions i'm getting right this second is like oh i can't wait to get this for halloween i'm going cute for halloween including this little plush guy right super cute for halloween but this is a book literally anti-halloween that fresno isn't just halloween That he is not this scary being fresno is a best friend because he's different and he, he adds all this joy to Reagan's life year round. And so um, for me, being in person and letting people touch and feel and see my product is, is exciting. However, you can get really, really clever virtually. And so I want to do a virtual launch party. I want to do virtual story times. Um, I've been podcasting quite a bit to get the story of Fresno out and the courage the, telling other creatives and other people who are struggling in their life, take the risk on you. You're worth it. Um, I'm doing a lot of social media. So if anyone's watching, please follow us on at, you know, at my friend Fresno on all of the social media platforms. Um, And then I have a original website, www.myfriendfresno.com and people can shop and play there. They can watch the adventure unfold of Fresno and Reagan. Um, But doing a lot, I think of connecting with humans because I, if I talk to you, right and you wanted to do something with me virtually, I could connect to 20, 30, 50 people, even if it was two, that I would have never connected with, ever. And so I'm doing these things and I'm learning that, um, even small events, like I spoke to a group of women about resilience, right? And and they said, yeah, at the end, tell us what you're doing, share Fresno, all this. And I remember calling a friend and I was so nervous, one, because I knew these people, which makes it scarier to talk to them. (laughs) So I said, what if no one comes to tonight? And he's like, you got the host and you got somebody else. And those people know people you'll never have, you'll never have access to again. So spread your love, have the same passion, whether you're talking to two or 500 people and just keep telling the story. It's not going to happen tomorrow. It's not going to happen this year. But if I continue to be loyal to the brand and I continue to spread the message of my friend Fresno, people will listen, right? I, I assume the louder I am and the more I show up, the less people can look away.
0: That's a good way to think about it.
1: Yeah. And so you said you
0: were uh, working on a Christmas book uh, about Fresno. So is it coming out this Christmas or yeah. next Christmas? No. Okay. Yeah. No.
1: Um. So Zach is um, an incredible artist in himself. So if you if you're interested in Zach's work, he's at zachkinkateart. But he balances helping me as an illustrator with his incredible art career. And so I know that Fresno is one of his projects. And so I've spoken to him about, if, if we are very serious about it, right? I would love to have Fresno in hand, the Christmas book by June of next year, so that I can have it in my possession by maybe, you know, September of next year. Cause that's the other thing, printing it myself. Today, right, I got a message that my stuff from China that I, we finished everything about a month and a half ago, right? Oh, it's been delayed. Oh, we have this. And so you just don't know how long it's going to take. Um, and it's giving yourself the grace to of like, it might take longer than we wanted, but I'm thinking if we can get Christmas done by June, I can have it in hand by September. And then I would have it as part of the stock as I'm going through, you know, Christmas vendor shows and those kinds of things next year, 2021.
0: Awesome. And so you already said your links, but if people want to know more, you said you're in on Instagram, on Facebook, like what are your social medias? And I'll make sure to share that in the show notes. So you don't have to write it down. If you're driving, I'll, you just check in the show notes and it's going to be there. So go ahead and, and say uh, all
1: of your website and everything. I love it. So I'm going to give you two ways to follow me. If you want to follow Fresno and you want to follow that adventure as the author, Ashley, then you can follow us on our website and you shop there at www.myfriendfresno.com. And then we are on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and um, Facebook at my friend Fresno. But then if you want to follow Ashley Wellman, Dr. Ashley Wellman, the criminologist, I am at www.ashleywellman.com and at Dr. Ashley Wellman on Instagram and on Twitter.
0: Thank you so much, Ashley, for being on the podcast. It was so much fun talking to you. Thank you so much. Good luck,
1: everybody. Get started today. You're worth it. Trust yourself and get writing. (laughs)
0: Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, be sure to share it with me by leaving me a review. If you are ready to publish your book, let me take your hand in my course How to Self-Publish on Amazon. I will show you every step you need to take to successfully go through the publishing process on the platform. Keep on writing.